All right, Tony, Disney Lorcana and Star Wars Unlimited are coming out soon. Are you ready to jump back into another collectible card game? Hell no. <laughs> All right, Tony. You, All right, Marty. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure you've kept up. Well, I don't know if you've kept up. You've seen the announcement of Star Wars Unlimited, right? I know you yes. know about Disney Lorcana. Yes, and Star Wars Unlimited, yes. I've seen both those announcements. Paid a minor amount of attention to it just because we need to talk about it on the show. Okay. Well, so Disney Lorcana has been announced for a while. It's from the company Robinsberger. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Unlimited is just more recently announced from Fantasy Flight Games and they're both collectible card games. Now, whenever this pops up, there's always this discussion of CCGs, collectible card games, versus LCGs, living card games. And Tony, here's here's the thing. We might not have a lot of experience or a lot of knowledge in a lot of things, but one thing that we do have a lot of experience in is card games. Yes, we've spent, uh, well, does knowledge equate to money spent? Very good point. <laughs> okay. If, if, if that's a lot the case, of money spent in card games. <laughs> if that is, we are des- definitely the subject matter experts. SMEs on this topic. Oh, SME. Is that a real thing? Uh, it's what we use at work all the time. You're an SME. So yeah, subject, subject matter, matter expert. expert. Well, I don't, well, it's because I've never been given that title is why. Right. All right. So we're going to lay some groundwork here, y'all, okay. for LCGs versus TCGs. So first our history, so you know that where we're coming from. Uh, Tony, mm-hmm. you and I got into this hobby through a collectible card game. And our first one was Lord of the Rings trading card game back in right. 2001-ish, around that time. All I had to do is say no, but I didn't. Didn't. And then 20 years later, <laughs> here you are, 10 years on a podcast, all because it's like, Tony, you have to check out this card game. I yeah, think you right. might like it. Literally, y'all, that's exactly what it was. Yes. And it was because the movies were coming out. I was like, you, you came back from this tournament thing and said, I think, I think we'll like this. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay, that's fair. We'll give that, we'll give that a shot. And one thing led to another. And as the movies were coming out, so enamored with the photos from it and trying to, you know, that's what brought me in. And then this whole concept of that game was just unreal. Missed everything before then. But that one, just hook, line, and sinker. We were in. And then it just opened up a whole plethora of games. So y'all, I went through Mm -hmm. uh, the Wikipedia page for uh, a list of collectible card games that were released and sorted them by date released all these games i'm getting ready to mention tony and i invested in time and money and uh the list is long but distinguished and i won't finish the famous line from a movie here we go we had lord of the rings pokemon magic the gathering game of thrones the original ccg from fantasy flight games Warcry, a game that i still love today that game love that game side note squirrel i found the uh, demo decks along Ooh. with a rule book and Ignasi from portal games loved Warcry, And he wants the next time all of us get together to sit down and open those demo decks and play Warcry. Okay. Okay. Cool. So two, 20, 2026. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we see him again. Yeah. All yeah. right. So after Warcry, we did the versus system. Yes. The early, the first versus system, which was a CCG. It's now with upper deck spycraft. Oh Ooh. my gosh. That was mm. good. Wasn't it? That was, just, Oh man. That was such a, 
I, that one could have taken a lot of money from me if they hadn't stopped it. Yes. Yeah. It was a, a spy themed game. It was, it was just oh, really, really well done. <laughs> Hecatomb, which I enjoyed the uh-huh. five sided transparent card game from <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. What are you shaking your head? <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I went in and then we quickly got out and I was thankful for that because it too soon ended. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, City of Heroes. Now we did like that game. Love that. That was a short-lived game, and that was a shame because that was a good game. That was a good game. Enjoyed that one. Uh, World of Warcraft. We actually spent a lot of money and time in World of Warcraft. We actually spent a few years in that game. Tons of money on that. Oh, man. That that was a fun game. Well, we were playing it. So once again, it was how do you take the video game and bring it over to a card game? Regardless of how good it was, we were just enjoying it for that concept mm-hmm. and then probably most recently we, we took a long break because lcgs popped out around then we got into that but back in like 2018 or so warhammer age of sigmar's champions came out and we kind of monkey around with it for a little bit but once again very short-lived game yes like one or two sets and it was gone too so yeah, there you I, go. Found, I found my play mats the other day really mm-hmm. i found my play mats i have no idea where the cards are but i know where the play mats are oh Nice. Well, if you ever want to uh, play, I bet I think they actually, I wonder if they even shut down the digital servers of that. They probably did. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a shame because that was a big one at Gen Con a few years and, back. And before right, so, you move down, we mm-hmm. even dabbled into early versions and this sucked us into Lord of the Rings online. Oh yeah. 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 We sure did. And that was one where if we had kept up with it, they would have sent us like the collector set or something, all foil set when they shut all that down. Yeah, we didn't really do that. I enjoyed actually doing that one too. Not, I mean, opening a deck online though was not the same. No. Opening up no, a booster pack, no, it was not. No. Mm. And, and later on, we're going to talk about advantages and disadvantages of each. <laughs> the advantages of opening a pack. All right. Uh, LCGs. And so let's just make a clarification right here. Collectible card game, trading card game. We may use both. They're the same thing, meaning you have a random booster pack. You open a pack, you got a certain number of cards, and you don't know what you're going to begin at. Totally random. Living card game, which was established by Fantasy Flight Game, means when you buy the pack of cards, every pack's exactly the same. You know exactly what you're getting. Now, I'm using the term living card game, Tony, but other companies can't use that, so they've used like expandable card game and other names but we're just going to refer to them as CCGs where it's a set pack of cards that is non-random. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we jumped in early in that when Fantasy Flight introduced that, starting with the Warhammer game, which is, I completely, think was the yeah. very first LCG we ever played from Eric Lang, actually. Yeah, I completely forgot about that one until I saw the list. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, now I remember that one. Okay. Yep. They had a Lord of the Rings co-op game, which has mm-hmm. been kind of relaunched. Yes. Netrunner was the one that sucked us in for years. Ooh, mm-hmm. a lot of money in that. Yep. Uh, I, I'm still got into and still playing Arkham Horror, the, the LCG co-op game. Ashes, Rise of the Phoenix Born. We got into it early. It went away and it's been relaunched again. So it's actually back out there. Doomtown is my fault. I got y'all into this. And that was, I accept full responsibility for sucking y'all to an extremely complicated game that thematically, Tony, I thought you would have liked, and you probably did like the theme, but it just did not play too well for us. I, I, that is one that's gone. I remember nothing other than the artwork on the 
uh, thank the box, and that was it. You know, enjoyed playing it. I mean, I think we were at a BGG and we actually got to play. I don't know if we played in a tournament, but we played with a lot of people there. I enjoyed the game. It's just that, yeah, short lived, gone. It's out of here. Marvel Champions still out, a uh, co-op game. Legend of the Five Rings. I don't, you didn't really dabble that too much. I played mm-hmm. at work with some people. Again, it was more complicated than what I wanted to be, but now it's it's gone. And last year, I actually backed uh, Vampire the Masquerade Rivals, which I was super into. But then all of a sudden, come to find out, it it just didn't take with our group for some reason. But it's still in production today, at least. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. And I think, so just to sum up our expertise here, all of these pre, uh, I would say, Marvel champions, mm-hmm. everything before them, there was a lot more flexibility, I feel like, in our schedules that allowed us to get together more. Even though we even had younger children, where now we're empty nesters, it's just like our schedules do not allow us to... Well, first off, we're, we're not playing softball, so we don't get to play after softball. We're... <laughs> we're um, yeah. We, I mean, I don't work in, in the uptown area anymore, and you've uh, moved farther out. Um, and that, I that didn't hurt move the further out. You no, I'm talking about your out. job. Your oh, job. my job. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't, and then traffic is so horrific getting down for lunches to meet. And also the games were taking longer where net runner was that sweet game. It, you know, play one side and we were done. We could eat and go, you know? So th- what, what he changed. says, is, what he says is true. Y'all after softball games, we would go to McDonald's and play Lord of the Rings and, you know, when the spouse is asked what happened, it's like, you know, extra innings. <laughs> well, y'all are already in bed. What are we doing? We're going to come. Yeah. Most guys go out to a bar and drinking, not us. Mm. <laughs> hey guys, we're going to go to a bar. Sweet. We're going to go play a card game. Uh, such geeks, such nerds. All right. So y'all, that, that has laid the groundwork of basically we have a lot of experience in both. All right. So Star Wars Unlimited, Lorcan have just getting ready to come out. Lorcan is this year. Unlimited is next year. There's CCG formats, and there are a lot of people like, especially with Unlimited, why didn't you go LCG? So I thought, Tony, maybe we could talk about maybe some of the advantages and disadvantages that we've seen from both sides, LCGs mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, CCGs. So I don't know whether you want to go first, tackling an advantage or disadvantage of either one. So I think one of the, I'll, I'll go with the disadvantage. A disadvantage for CCGs is that whenever you go into a tournament, you always heard the term, you know, the net decks or someone bought a deck and you were never competitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think from a um, CCG, that is something that people have to be very careful of because their whole goal is to gain money by you chasing the rares. That's it. That's, and that's what they need to do. They need to make money. It makes perfect sense. It's, it's what it is. So that is a disadvantage for a CCG is that if you go to a tournament or you continue to play someone, you may encounter someone who's got these sought after rares, which we saw in Lord of the Rings, that can just basically wipe you out. So that's a disadvantage, which then I will kick over to an advantage after you take a turn. Okay. An advantage is chasing the rares. (laughs) Okay. No, no, here's what I mean. How is that an advantage? No, no, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Um, I distinctly remember opening a pack of the Lord of the Rings and getting an Arwen foil in a pack. Mm -hmm. I wasn't chasing it. It happened to be in there and it was exciting because it was worth a lot of money. You and I never did really chase, Um, but there is the thrill 
of you and I would draft packs, which I thought was so much fun. We'd buy a booster box and we'd draft the packs. We would open them and sort them. And then we would end up trading. I, I like that because you and I came from a background of baseball cards. Mm-hmm. Baseball cards are basically CCGs, but there's no game. <laughs> it's right. rand, random boosters that you collect, except we got into this because, wait a minute, it's like baseball cards, but I can play a game with it. Except the 1976 series of tops were on the back. They had various baseball diamonds and you'd flip the card over and you could either get a walk or a hit or a home run, depending on which cards you flipped over at that time. So, but yes, other than that, okay, so chasing the rares is an advantage, but for me, I think the advantage is that you have the capability with a CCG of being unique. And that is a big plus for CCGs. Um, I, I know you can in living card games, but not so much. You may not discover that strong build in a LCG like you would a CCG where, oh man, no one else is doing this. Let's see what I've done. See what I've put together here. And feeling of accomplishment when you've taken something you've created that you didn't research or didn't do anything and you did very well in various card games. Can I ask why you think that's not in the LCG format? I, th- I think because everybody has the same pool. You've done okay. something. Yeah, so everybody has the same pool, which is an advantage in the LCGs, but it may not give you that same feeling of accomplishment that you would get when you go to a tournament and do really well or play with your bunch of friends and you wipe the floor with them. I remember, um, but uh, that runner, this is a whole nother story. But, you know, you, you think about that with Lord of the Rings. We'd go to a tournament and I've put together a deck and I did very well. Me, 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 me. So I thought that was really good. May, I didn't have all the rares, but I found something that worked really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a disadvantage to the CCG is an unknown cost. Uh, let's say you are wanting to put together a deck and it happens to be, man, I, I really want this rare and you may have to invest uh, in maybe more expensive one. Now, I haven't played especially competitive magic at all. Mm-hmm. My sons have gotten into that and they say, oh, for sure. There are decks out there that people have spent hundreds of dollars on mm-hmm. to get four copies of that one rare to make their deck super special. So if you want to do that, there's more of an investment where with the LCG format, Literally, it's like I need multiple copies of that card. FFG right now literally gives you like if it needs if you need three cards, the the pack has three cards in mm-hmm. it. You just go buy that pack and, and you're done. Right. We're Netrunner over there. We had to buy two base sets to complete having three of everything because there were certain cards, and I forget how they were structured versus. Um, remember originally had to buy three. Do you remember Scorched Earth? Only one copy was in that bad boy. And I, and I can't remember why that was. <sighs> because they wanted you to buy multiple starter sets. Now, this is long changed. They they don't yeah. do that stuff anymore. But at the time, uh, I think Lord of the Rings had it too. There was a, a ring of Celeborn. I can't remember who, who, what it was, but there was only one copy in there. And you had to get three. So... Okay, that's going to flop back at you to an advantage to the CCG. There is a secondary market. There's a place called mm-hmm. TCG Player, where if I do need that card, I can go buy that single card. If I wanted to go buy just individual cards of an LCG, that doesn't exist. So you and I, 
when we played CCGs, especially Lord of the Rings, you would gravitate towards one faction and I would gravitate towards mm-hmm. another and we would trade cards. It's like, I'm not going to use these, you use these and, and we trade back and forth. With the LCG format, if I only wanted this, let's say a Netrunner, I just wanted this pack of this pack because there's three Jinteki cards in it and I don't care about the other cards. Then it's right. like, well, I've bought this entire pack for nothing. When maybe if it was available in a TCG format, maybe they were a buck a piece and I just go spend three bucks and get what I need. So in mm-hmm. Avengers CCG, there is that secondary market to buy just the individual cards that you want for your deck. Yes. Another advantage for the living card games is the fact that you don't have that completionist desire versus the CCG. And I know this from Lord of the Rings or from uh, Spycraft or well something else. Oh, Pokemon, playing with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to complete an entire series. I had to, I had to get catch them all, had to, and just so I could say, but that came from the baseball because you needed to have a complete set of baseball cards. I got a feeling if I didn't collect baseball cards, I wouldn't have cared mm-hmm. so much, which drove the cost up on a CCG versus an LCG. You got, you got them all. So that's the advantage of an LCG. You got them all. You don't have to worry about being a completionist. And if you only had a certain amount of cards in there, like the original Netrunner did to you, then you would construct a deck. So you wouldn't have to worry about that. You'd figure a way around it. Yeah. And, in fact, that's part of the argument people are having with the uh, Star Wars Unlimited. It's like, oh, you got that whole completionist mindset, which does exist. But you and I eventually over the years got to the point we got out of that. We weren't necessarily trying to complete sets anymore. We just wanted decks. So you and I got to the point to we would go on like eBay and just like when a set came out, we stopped buying booster boxes because people would put... Here's uh, four commons, a set of four times commons for like 20 bucks. And you and I would like maybe share it. Just like here, we're just going to buy a set of these for $20. Mm-hmm. And we have four of all the commons. Maybe it was $25 for four of all the uncommon sort of deal. And then we individually bought the rares that we would want. Right. Now, uh, you can say you've gotten over that. I know I'm not completely over that. I didn't yet. realize that. So you still have that completionist mentality? watching me play video games? Yeah. Oh, that's true. In video games, I don't care. <laughs> Did I finish the story? Yes, I'm done. <laughs> that's no, my, I'm not. That's my take. Yeah, you're right. That's mm. how you can spend hundreds of hours in Skyrim. Oh, which I'll never complete or hundreds right. of hours in uh, Breath of the Wild or um, trying to be 100% complete on Guild Wars 2 um, base maps. I'm going to achieve that goal. So, yeah, so when I look at CCGs, when I hear it's going to be a CCG, I know me. And I know I may not need all the cards to do the deck, but maybe on that base initial set. Like if I were to go buy the Star Wars Unlimited and start that. Well, we are. I would go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> yep. So when we get this in hand. <laughs> I'm in his wallet. I'm in his wallet. Well, we missed the original one from Decipher, you know, who came later came out with Lord of the Ring, Mm -hmm. which was an outstanding game. And then I, of course, missed the Star Trek version, which they are still playing today. Mm -hmm. A friend of ours, uh, yeah, Scott Bowman. He Mm -hmm. he's he was just recently in another tournament. I'm like, where are you finding this? This Down in Columbia, South Carolina. But back to back to the original point of. Unlimited, I will have a complete base set. 
after that, I do not need the expansions. All right. So uh, do, do, I'm going to jump over to these modern games real quick. And yeah. Talk about. Uh, so do uh, you have any other advantages, disadvantages? I, one thing I did want to bring up is it seems like for competitive play, yes. LCGs have not fared very well at all. Netrunner had a decent life, but eventually it got to the point where the competitive stuff started falling apart. And they had, remember, they had to set, like, you can't use this card anymore, or you can only have one of this particular card, or they had to start rotating out the sets. You know, and and Ashes had problems competitively too in the beginning, but CCGs don't really seem to have that. And I can't really put my finger on why that's the case. Okay. So, I don't know. I know for me, the CCGs will always have strong tournament booster drafting play where LCGs don't. You just hit the nail on the head. That is, duh, that's it. People love the draft and sealed type events. Mm -hmm. And FFG even admitted, Fantasy Flight Games, we tried to do some sort of draft or sealed uh, uh, stuff, but it just didn't work. Doesn't where work. it really lends itself. And that is really good casual style of play. You go in, you don't, you just build a deck right there, and then you play, which is not, it is definitely more for the casual pe- person like me, mm-hmm. who is after that, I'm, I'm done, as opposed to the, the competitive. So that is a fantastic point, which actually FFG brought up. I watched their stream of the developers talking about Unlimited, and they mentioned that specifically. They said from day one, we've made sure to have drafting as an option in this game because we know it is so loved in the Magic uh, yeah. community. So with that, now begins the disadvantage of going into the CCG, and that is the two big behemoths. Um, by the way, I forgot about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh in there as well, um, which I dabbled in briefly. Uh, it was... The fact that how are you going to get past Magic and Pokemon? Mm. If if you're a CCG and you want in this market, you better bring a big name license mm-hmm. to it or a whole lot of money, such as Lorcana, to try to compete against this. Now, Lorcana with the Disney, it may I don't want to say it's not age appropriate, but you know a lot of people may be turned off just because they're thinking Disney, you know. But I guess this Pokemon could be the same thing, but it's extremely successful. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say Pokemon is very popular among the kids, but a lot of adults play competitively um, also. Yeah. What was My Little Pony? I played that too. Uh, you know, I almost put that on the list. We did try the My Little Pony CCG. I know I didn't did. We? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We had, we had a, uh, I think I had a deck of that. I didn't mention this one too. Uh, Star Wars Destiny. Uh, we actually also tried with the, the dice. dice one. The yeah. nice one. Uh, and a lot of people are upset saying, you failed with Destiny. Why are you doing this again? But I think people forget that the issue with Destiny was the production issues with the dice. Mm-hmm. That's not a, a existent in this. But you bring up an amazing point. How do you go up against the behemoth? And every time a CCG has come out, maybe in the past eight, nine years, they, they failed on a vine. It's amazing when you look at that list of all those CCGs that came out since 2000 how there were a lot coming out every year, and then it just trickled down as the years went on. Really, the only one that has seemed to have any staying power that's new is Flesh and Blood. Mm. There does seem to be a decent amount of staying power with that game, 
But yes, the three-headed beast of Oogioh, Pokemon, and Magic is still there. Can Lorcana and Star Wars Unlimited compete against that? I don't know. And I think it's interesting. They're both coming out extremely close to each other. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see which one people like more. And what was the game that we dabbled in? It was at a Gen Con. It was announced, I think, maybe in 2019. Keyforge? Ah, Keyforge. Well, you know, that's coming back, actually. Uh, but that wasn't, that's neither an LCG or a CCG. But it has remember, the CCG elements, but you only play, you never combined decks, did you? Correct. Yeah, that's it. So you had the random deck, but you didn't, you just, that's what you played with, which has, mm-hmm. it does give the, oh, I was hoping for a deck with this particular card. That one is coming back though. You know, they've relaunched that. I think there's a, a Kickstarter going on or a crowdsourcing campaign. Uh, finishing up or it's it's opened up again so people can buy that so key four just is kind of coming back money behind it i think it's a big deal i think yeah. Yeah, minute money behind it meaning uh organized play organized play has to be big to entice the big uh players to come and get into the game i don't know about lorcana the developers at Fantasy Flight said day one, they will have strong OP support. And that's been in development for three years. I'm talking about Star Wars Unlimited because I've heard more about it just mm-hmm. in that one hour dev talk with them than I have Lorcana. But I've seen the rules of Lorcana and I haven't seen the rules for Unlimited yet. I will say with the rules I've seen of Lorcana, I'm not as interested anymore because it seems very, very simplistic to me and that's probably because the kids can get into it yeah well, pokemon was simplistic mm-hmm. and it, it was and it, yeah but it was but strategically holy cow that was that was a game now also i would say that living card games tend to lend themselves the more successful ones to co-op play that's just my opinion i that is a very popular opinion in fact uh, reading the forums and Reddit and stuff, people are like, why didn't you just give us a Star Wars co-op game? People mm-hmm. were wanting a Star Wars LCG co-op game, which probably would have done extremely well. Um, because yes, Arkham Horror, uh, Marvel Champions, and even Lord of the Rings have been selling really well. If you go look at the hotness list, Marvel Champions and Arkham Horror just stays in the top 30, top mm-hmm. 35 uh, day after day. Right. Uh, but the nice thing about that is, as opposed to a competitive LCG, let's say Netrunner had been out for three years and you wanted to get into it. You really have to go back and buy all those cards if you want to be competitive. With the co-op, you don't have to you don't because have. you're working you're- together with somebody else. You just buy a base set and you hop in with your friend and play. So the LCG lends itself for being able to jump in later in the game for a co-op game, not so much for a competitive style game. I guess maybe, right. I don't know, maybe the same can be said for a CCG, but maybe with the CCG, they had that rotating thing where mm-hmm. you rotate out the older set so you could kind of jump in whenever you want. And I will say both of them suffer from both key disadvantages if they're competitive, not cooperative, is <clears> that some cards have to get nerfed or thrown out, that you can't use this series or that set because when additional expansions come out, suddenly you get a combo that breaks that the playtesters didn't realize or they're not uh, the experts at it that, you know, some of the players are. And we, we saw this at, at an Origins where I think there was an Ashes where the one of their key beta testers was like, okay, if you do this, I know that this card and this card are going to do this. And so you don't want that effect. 
and I, you know, they just know it so well. But mm-hmm. I think for both of them, for Star Wars and Lorcana, they are, if they come out with those expansions, they are going to encounter the same issues that, you know, Magic has this. You can't use that. Or we even ran into this with Lord of the Rings or, or some of the other ones that, hey, you cannot use this card because it just does not work. Or we need to change the rules, which was definitely Lord of the Rings having to change the rules. Yeah, more, uh, uh, an errata type. Uh, mm-hmm. thing where they where we change the card but i i guess that happens in every game because to be honest with yeah. you L- lcgs have the same thing um mm. playing a lot of arkham horror there are a lot of cards that the text have been updated over the years uh to play i didn't care uh i didn't really keep up with it because it's co-op it doesn't matter because it, it, we're not competitive we're not going up against each other so um it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal um do, i do will you say think, go ahead. do you think the star wars deck builder was a test run of this no. For no no this has been in developed for three years okay i just didn't know if they were saying hey some of these cards let's throw them in a deck builder and just see what happens we'll see i don't know people were saying they're the kind of the same thing but again if this has really been in development for three years the deck builder was a, is a different style of game i i will say the one thing that has drawn me to unlimited over lorcana is the fact that you have a leader which is kind of like a commander in magic where the commander, the colors of the commander dictate what goes in your deck. It looks mm. like the leader for Star Wars will dictate what goes in your deck. They have the idea of there's two battlefronts. There's space and land. So that's kind of different. You have two fronts uh-huh. that you're going to be fighting on. I thought that was kind of interesting. So you're not going to have Chewbacca versus a TIE fighter. The TIE fighter will only be in space. Chewbacca will only be on you know the ground. So that's how they kind of balance that out. There's little things like that that just sound interesting to me that I, I just can't wait to see more rules about. But after reading the quick start rules of Orcana, it seems like I play a card that has an ink spot or ink blot that, that can be a resource, which reminds me of uh, either playing mm-hmm. mana or World, uh, World of Warcraft, where you can always play one resource um, every turn. And then you try to gain, is it lore? You're trying to gain a certain number of more, maybe 20 so it seems like the verse, instead of me knocking your life down to 20, I'm trying to collect 20 of something to win the game. Mm-hmm. I think we battled some other types of games. Like, What was the one um, that we were pushing? Oh, God. Well, Summoner Wars was not one like this. Mm-hmm. And any of those, I was just trying to think of Crystal Clans or something like that. That one had some cards to it. It, it did, but that was more like Summoner Wars. We had yeah. fixed decks things kind yeah. kind of yeah well i'm counting on you for this because i'm not gonna pay any attention to it because i i don't need to i know <laughs> i will be inundated with it see this is the thing it's like why can't we have so, we can get excited together and it's like i don't keep up with that stuff who am i supposed to get excited with you can you can get you can carry the excitement for both of us <laughs> All right. I mean, so, you, you you told me I'm going to be buying Star Wars Unlimited and I am going to enjoy it. I think that's plenty <laughs> enough. So let me ask you this. As a oh. seasoned CCG player, as a seasoned LCG player, Star Wars Unlimited announced as a CCG. What are your thoughts? Are you like, crap, I wish it was an LCG or I'm okay with it being a CCG? Why you think on that? I know mm. one of the th- issues that people have with CCGs is that it's gambling. Let's let's put that on the table for a second. Yes, there are some people that can get addicted to opening the boosters, 
chasing the rares in order to make some money. It, it can be a gambling issue with buying boosters, chasing that rare. So if, if that, if okay. that, you're that type of person, stay out of CCGs because it, it can be addictive. But now we'll remove that from the table. And so look, we're, that's not uh, what we're talking about right here. So I've never heard that. You have? Yeah, it exists. Uh, so even, magic. And so magic. Yes. You're, you're, even you're, Travis knows of people. It's like they just buy boosters hoping to find that one great card and strike it rich sort of deal and just dump a lot of money into it. Okay, yeah. so uh, all right, I understand. All right, because I'm thinking if you're sitting here thinking you're going to strike it rich with this, it'd be like these two fools I knew who thought that they were going to pay for their kids' education through their baseball card collection. Gosh, don't even. All right, and so anyway, so yeah. CCG versus LCG for Unlimited. Well, what do you think? I'll let you go first. So at first, I was like, "Ah, oh, crap!" You know, that means I will have to buy stuff off the market. So one thing that the FFG developer said that everybody's scratching their head out and wondering. He said, we want to make sure that if you're a casual player, we want you to have easy access to every card. But if you're in it for collecting and chasing, it's the chase cards that will be rare. What they said was, is that the rare cards will be alt art or foils of existing cards, but the existing cards, their art, alt or foils of will be easy to get. So everybody's wondering is, are you doing away with rarity where the rare thing is the, the like I said, the all art foils, mm -hmm. but it's easy to get any card that you really want without having to pay an extravagant amount of money uh, to be able to build a deck while the people that want to chase that Wally Wonka golden ticket, they can. So, so I'm sorry. So you're saying, which do you want? Well, I know I'm, I, well, I'm just saying that, I'm I'm curious as to if that works, I'm okay with the CCG. If it really is true that it's like, I want four copies of that card and I don't have to spend $10 per card. Okay. Count me in. You know, I just want to see if that's right. Now I'm looking at Lorcana. They have this, the, what a booster pack will be made up of six common cards, three uncommons, uh, two rare or super rare or legendary cards and one foil card of random rarity variety. So that to me looks like the standard booster pack, right? Mm -hmm. Where some yeah. cards will have just rare. Some will have the legendary rares. Now, if the legendary cards are different than the rares and not just like uh, alt art or something, that's the type of CCG I would not want to get into again, because what about the legendary cards are the one that I need to make my deck? Mm-hmm. No, I mm -mm, no. I'm at the point in my life where I do not need that. I don't need I, that. To me, does not make a game fun. So, it to your point, do I want Star Wars to be LCG or CCG? To be honest with you, I don't really care enough mm -hmm. to make it either way. I mean, if you want, if I want, if it's a great game, then I will buy it. If it's game sucks, I'm not buying it. It's, it's that simple. So you can make it an LCG, CCG, you know, and if, if I'm hearing all this trash about, well, the gameplay is convoluted, you know, it's not a lot of fun, you know, you got to do this and then this causes this trigger and this chain happens. And then, oh wait, you got to move back three steps because you can then <laughs> retro this. I don't need this crap. I, you know, that's not what I want it to be. I want it to be a fun game that gives me the experience 
And for me, and this is just me, I enjoy the games, either CCG or LCG, that allow me to challenge myself on deck building. Mm. That's what I enjoy. And with that, I don't think it matters. I like what you're saying about um, Star Wars because I'm now, I don't have to get, if I want the alternate art, great. I'm not going to want that. Sure. I don't need that. Again, this is just speculation. Yeah. They just have, they just made the comment that every card will be accessible for anybody that wants it. So everybody's like, what does that really mean? So that you, will kind of put that, we'll you, table yeah. that because I'm not sure what that means. But I do see that Lorcana is pretty much the standard booster pack type uh, makeup right now. Um, I mean, I accessible means, hey, if you got the cash, you can get it. That's fair. That's fair. Now, one thing they've also said too, we want to support casual play, competitive play. You and I are casual. Casual play means going to a store, doing a little draft event, having some fun, walking away. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just going to be built in right at the very beginning versus competitive. I haven't seen a lot about the organized play for Orcana yet. Um, I'm really curious to see uh, what that is going to be. Now, I will say it does make me a little giddy. It it does give me a Why? little giddy. No, no, hold on. It makes me a little giddy to think you and I doing that classic buy the booster box, ripping off the cover or ripping off the cellophane, drafting packs and opening. That was smelling a, the rainbow. Smelling the rainbow, baby. Smell, that's one of the first things we said on this podcast was the, the smell of a freshly opened pack cards is like the smell of a rainbow. That I have a lot of great memories of us doing that and do walk and doing the trading and all that. I thought I just, it was just fun. It was just enjoyable to me. So experiencing something like that again, I think would be fun. Okay. I don't disagree. But once again, there's no reason to do it if the game sucks and we're not going to enjoy to play. So I yeah. agree with you that, that. So to your point, I can see, okay, yeah. Bring on star Wars unlimited as a uh, CCG so that we can open these booster packs so that we can go to a casual tournament and play. I don't want to play for five hours, you know, things like that. I don't need that. But then again, some people will want to. All right. So, so this may entice you because, again, it's so funny. I've seen the rules for one, but I seem like I know more about the other because of what they said. Uh, for Star Wars Unlimited, you get one action, your turn is done. Then the other person gets an action. So they said it's back and forth very fast. And most of their games, they said they can get four to five games in per hour. That means each game is just 15 to 20 minutes. What is that? 52 card pickup? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you, you, you just mentioned, I don't want to sit there for five hours. I know you meant that like a tournament event, but I also know you don't like long drawn out games, which we found was something like Vampire, the Masquerade Rivals, which ended up being a very long drawn out game. If this truly is... A fast game. Destiny. Star Wars Destiny was a fast game. It moved pretty quick. Mm-hmm. If you can really knock out games in 15 to 20 minutes, that's not bad. That was one of the advantages we saw in Netrunner, where we could play two games. You played uh, the runner and the corp, and then we flip-flopped and be done in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that works. That mm-hmm. may, you know, I questioned how much strategy is involved there. If I'm playing a card, you're playing a card. Boom, boom, boom. Is it that constant build-up? You know, that big, 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 and boom, done. You know, there's plenty of games out there. If they're just doing that, then you're not going to bring over anybody new, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, so there's still so much that we don't know. Destiny was the back and forth, which I was okay with. Um, mm. uh, it was the back and forth. I take a turn, you take a turn, kind of back and forth deal. So, 
We'll see. We'll see. So let me ask y'all, uh, do you have any interest in a CCG? Now, not aside from, uh, well, of course, if Lorcana and Unlimited is coming out because those are new, do you have any interest in either one of those? Uh, this is uh, also on YouTube. If you want to go leave us a comment there or go chat in our Discord channel, we'll have a discussion there. Or it's like, nope, Marty, LCGs, uh, that's it. I want to know exactly what I'm getting. I don't care about the whole random stuff. I'm not getting into that anymore. So uh, let us know your thoughts. And Tony, I guess we'll uh, start saving our money for a, a booster box in 2020. Now, I will say, before we get out of here, at Gen Con, I will pick up a star or something of Lorcana just to play it, just see what it's oh, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And before I get out here, let me just say this. I am going to um, been real giddy if it had been Star Trek. Yes, I know. I know. That that, that would <laughs> just have been... Just playing, just playing. No, no, I agree. I knew if it was Star Trek, it's like, oh, Tony would be all into this. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I think who has Star Trek? I guess WizKids still has Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Gale Force yeah. 9 still has Star Trek. So mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe they'll come out with a CCG next year if they see these other two do very well. So there Maybe. you go. Maybe have something else to look forward to in the future. 